0: Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content... We recommend you stop
1: listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Wanted to uh, start off the show today by thanking Beric and Sheba for hopping on last time, interviewing us about our new book. Absolutely. That was a lot of fun. If you didn't listen to the episode last week, or listen to The Dark Side, mm-hmm. or listen to a couple other places that's been mentioned, <laughs> you and I have released the book Living MS. Yes. And uh, that has hit Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all that mm-hmm. jazz. And we're very proud of it.
0: We are very proud of it. I love the how the artwork came out and how the design came
1: out. And, uh... Yeah, it's our baby. <laughs> so we wanted to start off by just mentioning that and thanking Barak and Sheba. And um, we're starting a grassroots campaign to uh, make Barak and Sheba do their own monthly podcast here on the Erotic Awakening <laughs> Podcast Network. That would be fun. I like their voices and their energy. So I, I do too. And they do really good with like the uh, the Q&A type stuff. Yes. And I think they should do a Q&A show. Uh, they have not quite been convinced that that's the path <laughs> they're going to take yet. <laughs>
0: (laughs) I'm thinking we can convince them, just like they're trying to convince us of of, a few little things, so.
1: (laughs) Oh, great. Another secret. Yeah. Another thing coming up. That's okay. So, uh, this week we're going to be talking about um, being a presenter. If Mm -hmm. maybe you want to go out there and be a kink presenter, we'll talk a little bit about our experience of being a kink presenter and what it's like and the benefits and the negatives and the pros and the cons. Cons. And and, uh, we actually have a wonderful interview with somebody who's just getting, uh, in about a year's time, went from I Want to Be a Presenter and One Day present at the Leather Leadership Conference. (laughs) And a year later, there they were presenting at the Leather Leadership Conference. And we'll get there in just a minute. Great. Before we jump into that, um, hey, we got to be on the opposite side of the mics for a change.
0: We did. That was a lot of fun. And um, I actually listened to that interview on the way up to Cleveland over the weekend. So I went up yesterday and uh, checked out Claw. So, and... On my way up, I listened to The Dark Side with um,
1: Dark Angel and Master Matt. Yes, Yes. Master Matt from The O Show. Apparently, uh, not nice. (laughs) was under the weather of some sort. Mm -hmm. So uh, Matt jumped in. And uh, they did a, uh, a grueling hour episode <laughs> of uh, interrogating us about Asking the new book. Asking us
0: all kinds of questions about the book and our, our relationship and uh, some things we really, really had to think about. So,
1: but it was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. You can find that at, um, oh, the Dark Side podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'll put a link in the show notes since I can't remember it offhand. <laughs> and it was
0: Dark Side number 51.
1: And, uh, yeah, it's not the first time we've been on that podcast. A lot no, of fun. it's not. A lot of fun. Yes. Um, was my zipper really down? Yes, sir, it was. <laughs> and was your top really off?
0: My top was really off. When, right. uh, well,
1: you'll have to go listen to the podcast, the episode, <laughs> the interview for any more information about that. And we actually get to meet
0: Dark Angel and um, Not Nice mm-hmm. this summer. In July, so, we'll be going to the Tees
1: event in yes. Canada. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about more about that as we mm-hmm. get a little closer.
0: So, But um, I was, like I mentioned just a little bit ago, I did get to go up to Cleveland over the weekend and check out Claw. So what, what's a Claw? I've never been at that event. Um, I've never been either and decided to go hang out with uh, Master Eric and Slave Amber mm-hmm. and um, just check it out because it is very much a gay men's leather event. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to check out the difference in the event. And it was kind of interesting because they have a, uh, an education track and then they have a skill track. Now, the education track, as a female, I was allowed to sit in on. So I got to listen to um, Master uh, Taino and mm-hmm. you know, talk about going from BDSM to MS. And that was fascinating. But the skill class, the women are not allowed to go in. So it's all taught by men for the men. Hmm. So, and I guess where they, uh, some of the um, different things I heard was that they play different and, you know, um, they, they can't be themselves if there's females there because they're gay men. And it's, you know, it's how to play with other men. So. Right. You know, so I'm not. You know, I'm okay with that. Very much respected their space. Very much felt respected there. The vendors were phenomenal. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, you mentioned <laughs> that. I mean, we're used to seeing great vendors, but mm-hmm. you say you saw a lot of a lot of things that you don't normally see. I did. Um,
0: actually, as many events as we've been to, there were some vendors there that I'd never seen before. We had some um, some great ones. We had uh, Corporal Dale was there. We've seen him before. We've seen um, uh, Master Tim, MT Leather. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the rest of them, uh, Dr. Clockwork, you know, things like that. But the rest of them really, really had the leather clothing, the chaps, the shirts, the master's caps, the, the, uh, harnesses, the you know, just everything like that. There was one guy that everything you could imagine in rubber was there. Yeah. Police uniforms, um, uh, jock straps, you know, everything was just rubber and it was floor to ceiling. So I mean, just just about everything you could think of. It was amazing. Oh, very cool. Very cool. But um, one of the classes they had that we weren't allowed to sit in on, me me and uh, the the girls that were there, mm-hmm. was uh, making your own dildo mm-hmm. using your own cock oh. as the the form of the product, or your partner's cock, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the guys were signing up for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's not fair. I don't. I would like to have a dildo made to the specifications mm. of my own. <laughs> I, I know, would maybe, like to I, have the dildo of <laughs> yeah, People might forget about me, though, if they had it in their drawer nice all the time. nights that you gone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, it was a great time. Lots of great people. Um, some of our Great Lakes, uh, uh, how did... Uh, Pup Snuggles put it, our graduating class.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah. other people that won titles with us at the same yes. uh, time we boot went through. Black
0: and, mm-hmm. and Pup Snuggles, and yeah. So that was really great to see them again.
1: And we'll see them again at GLLA. We will. In uh, August in mm-hmm. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to mention real quickly, we've got a little bit of feedback. Uh, surprisingly, um, one person, uh, Enol, said he if we ever come back to Dallas, he would ha- be more than happy to volunteer his services as the Local liaison. I
0: really feel like taking people up on that. After having Ava... From creative sexuality, do that with us in oh, Fort yeah. Lauderdale. Absolutely, that was amazing. So I think we're going to take people up if they want to show us around cities that we're at.
1: One of the things we'll talk about when we get to uh, being a presenter is a lot. You get to travel a lot, mm-hmm. but you don't get to see a lot of the places that you go travel at. Yeah,
0: people are like, "Oh, so how was Dallas?" Well, okay, now we did have a chance to go out at Dallas and didn't take the chance to, to go out. You know, right, so right. Um, but uh, you know, people ask us, "How was Chicago? How was St. Louis? How was whatever?" And it's like you know what, all the hotels look. Like yeah exactly. <laughs> we haven't had a chance to actually be sightseers. but as you
1: mentioned ava got us out of the event for a little bit we got mm-hmm. to go see fort lauderdale a little bit so if we end up in dallas or uh you know we will take you up on that or any other place um, we just have to remember to build some time into it
0: with Fort Lauderdale we built in that extra day right Right. so you know that's that's our thing that we will have to
1: make sure to build in yep and uh, also Pirate Robert wrote in on the um, now remember a little while ago we talked about should you send your slave off to slave school mm-hmm. and by the way if you'd ever like to hear um, a variety of opinions on that <laughs> there's an interesting thread on FetLife on the Master and Slave yes. uh, which actually they shut down the thread itself as people continued to say the same thing I kind of, over right. and over again. But um, uh, Pirate Roberts said, you know, it's kind of like sending your dog off to obedience school. Mm-hmm. So Don um, crate.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm looking around.
1: Where's the box? Right. <laughs> so that'd be fun to teach you how to crate. <laughs> we don't have a big enough crate, though. I know. So um, I don't know that sending your slave to, to slave training school is a s- similar. To sending your dog to dog obedience school. Yeah, but... It, but but the, the thing that he pointed out is that when you do send a dog to dog mm-hmm. obedience school, you have to go too. That's what I was going to mention.
0: You know, the master would have to go too. They would have to know what commands to give and how to give them with how the slave was trained. Mm-hmm. So So that makes
1: sense. And um, most of the email we got over the week uh, had to do with the people that wrote in about tentacle fingers. Yes, so there's, there's they a, did. That was amazing. There's a website called Think Geek, and one of the things that they featured was uh, how to turn your fingers into little tentacles. That was so cool. And a lot of people pointed out, "Hey, you should get these for Don. Don would love it." Say, Don, look at these.
0: While I was at Claw, one of the um, one of the vendors. Lifted up their shirt to show me their tattoo for some reason, and I don't remember why.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it was a girl with tentacles wrapped around her. And you know, was, uh, Amber the rope slut standing next to me, and, and, and she's like, Oh, Dawn, as I'm sitting there just drooling.
1: <laughs> tentacles, yay! <laughs> uh, if you would like to write in to hear Don drool or tell her about tentacle fingers or other stuff, there's a variety of ways you can get a hold of us. For example, the Erotic Awakening voicemail is 206. 206- You took mine. I know. I did that on purpose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or you can write us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com.
1: Or you can just head over to eroticawakening.com and you can see all kinds of ways you can get a hold of us, plus uh, where we'll be presenting previous podcasts and other stuff. Mm -hmm. And our book Our book will be on there. And and old podcast listeners, yes, you will get tired of that. I'm sure by two or three episodes (laughs) from now, we'll quit mentioning the book quite as much. Um, But it was fun because it was a secret for so long. And then it was like, ta-da! I know. (laughs) And just like when you have a new baby, you want to show it off to everybody. Yes. Yes. For a while. (laughs) Uh, We wanted to thank the... People that have rated us on iTunes or tweeted about us or liked us on Facebook very much appreciate mm-hmm. that.
0: It was nice to hear um, Sheba say, y- you tried to get her on I the did, last show I did. and say, have, you, have you tweeted about us? And she was like, yes, I have.
1: So. Hey, here's a story you don't know about. Uh-oh. Uh, so a-, a couple hours ago, I was hanging out and drinking coffee with Master Phoenix, who's mm-hmm. one of our uh, rope guru types here in the central Ohio area. Yes. And he was telling me that he was listening to the last episode of Erotic Awakening, and that would be where J.D. Uh, was being interviewed by Lee Harrington. Okay. And it hap- so happens that some stu- some of that stuff really hit home with Master Phoenix, and uh, he actually wrote J.D. And s- about some of that. Hmm. Um, so that was kind of neat. And so it was really interesting to uh, hear, just randomly in conversation, yeah. somebody listening to the podcast and... Um, neat it's nice to be reminded every once in a while that people do listen yes well i
0: listen because i listen to our podcast the whole way up. I, to I, absolutely it I, I
1: concur <laughs> if everybody else stopped listening you and i would just keep going we would just I just keep enjoy. listening to our own stuff it, so did, this, of course 10 15 years from now we'll be like did you hear what dawn said <laughs> oh yeah you did you heard that you remember that was you <laughs> I uh, wanted to mention thank you, a quick thank you. And we're going to get to the topic. I mean, we're just rocketing through we the are. beginning stuff. This is weird. <laughs> um, so Maui Kink has been a supporter of the podcast. Currently, they have offered our listeners a 10% off discount code. That discount code is ERA10. Nice. Some exclusions do apply. And that expires on June 1st. So Ooh. get your shopping in, your May shopping. Mm-hmm um And don't forget to on your checkout form say hey when it says where did you hear about us to put a little check mark next to erotic awakening. Nice. Did we mention that we met somebody who actually used one of our coupon codes? It happened to be one of the previous hosts or uh, guests on the podcast. No, I don't remember that. Goddessy, who did our erotic poetry? Oh yeah, uh, actually was one of the people who. I guess listened to herself on the podcast but then heard the coupon code and said well, well I want some rope and
0: nice. uh, she got
1: herself some rope. do you know what else is neat is
0: at um, Bottoms Buffet when um, Twist Matit
1: <laughs> came down <laughs> from New York
0: and um it, goddessy was there at bottom's buffet and you know and i'm able to go oh twist my tit you know here's goddessy she right. did the All erotic right. poetry and here's our temp slave and you mm-hmm. know we never did come mm-hmm. up with a name for her and <laughs> you know here she is and you know just introducing different people you know that the podcast listeners have heard about Yeah, yeah it's On really neat. To have it's a, neat. Um,
1: you know now I, uh, you're giving me an idea for an event uh-oh That we could have all the guests of the podcast together Uh at one event.
0: See, that would be neat because at Claw, I did the same thing. I ran into someone and I was with Amber the Rope Slut. Uh And they were talking about the podcast with me. And I was like, oh, 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 Amber the Rope Slut. They're like, yeah. I'm like, (laughs) ta-da. Here she is. (laughs)
1: I'm going to have to let that gestate a little bit. That might be uh, be interesting. (laughs) Percolate. Yes, that might be interesting. So uh, let's get into the topic just like that. Wow. Rocketed right through the... See, that's what happens when you start late on a Sunday night. Yeah. you like, let's get to the meat of things while well, I have a little juice left. I
0: know. Well, we just did the whole show with uh, Barrack and Sheba, and we chit-chatted back and forth so much that, yeah, this feels like we are
1: rocketing along. I know. I know. <laughs> so uh, today's episode is um, an interview with uh, a lucky albatross mm-hmm. who uh, is going to tell us about... Um, the uh, idea of, so you might want to be a presenter and how right. to make that happen for yourself. Right. And she's had some success with that. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually posted out there on the uh, Fet Life and we said to, uh, there's a particular group out there for presenters right. and promoters of events and that kind of stuff. And we said, so what kind of advice would you give people? But we'll get to that in just a second. Okay. First, I want to talk about, uh, Dawn, what right do you have to talk about being a presenter? Oh my gosh, Um, I don't know about right, except
0: um, if you think about how long we've been presenting. We do have a little experience. Yeah, so um, if I looked back on my notes, I bet what I came up with was we we started, our first presentation was with NLA, right after we started Living MF, so probably back in the year 2000, Mm -hmm. 2001, maybe something right Mm -hmm. around there, I'd have to look it up. And um, so that was our first presentation. Someone looked at how we were living and said, hey, why don't you tell us about it? And we realized we had the gift for Gab. And then another group, what was that? SEO, Southeast Ohio, Mm -hmm. said, hey, we heard you did something. Um, How about coming and presenting to us about it? And then Aeon in Southern Indiana, and then
1: it it just rolled from there. So the uh, Aeon event was interesting, and that's not around anymore, but that was the first Mm -hmm. time that we saw someone post To some Yahoo group or something that says, if you come present for our group, we'll comp your admission.
0: And And we're we're like, ooh, "Ooh, all right. Well, guess who else I saw yesterday and had lunch with or had dinner with? Who's that? Miss Meg. And Miss Meg was from SmartFest up in Cleveland Mm -hmm. and heard we had done these events and had something to say. And she wanted a uh, topic on um, the high protocol dinners. Mm -hmm. And um, we had had some high protocol dinners under our belt and decided to teach how to put them on. Right. And that's what she wanted to hear about. We actually talked a little bit about that yesterday. She was so excited.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Um, and, you know, part of our story that, you know, got us started was um, SmartFest. Yes. We the very first presentations, very first events we ever presented for. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened we were doing a uh, class on um, uh, MS, I believe. Right. And it just so happened that Jay Wiseman was sitting in the audience. Oh, I remember that. That's when the... Yeah, 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 yeah. And now Jay Wiseman is, uh, as many of our listeners may or know, is Mm -hmm. uh, one of the busiest presenters out there. Yes. We, We ran into him a few years later, and we actually did episode number two of the podcast, maybe three, we interviewed Jay. Right. And uh, if you want to go way that back... Was, that was
0: at OLF, I think. No, 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 no. Not no. that far back. But it was something like that. It was that. quite a while ago. It was local.
1: Mm-hmm. And, um, but at SmartFest, Jay said one of the things that was really important in our growth. And Jay actually did two things, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to him, that was really important in our growth. Right. And now he's done three things that have been unknown to him, have been important <laughs> to our growth. So the first thing was at... Before Smart Fest, we happened to run into Jay at at an OLF know, event, Ohio Leather Fest. The event's not here anymore. We, of course, were newbies, mm-hmm. and we didn't know Jay Wiseman from. Uh, we knew him by legend, right? But, but not, not by looks, of, or, not by looks or right. anything, right? So we um, sat legend. down next to him at a table, <laughs> and not knowing it was him. Not knowing it was him, just <laughs> figuring it was first. You know, I asked him, "Hey, is this your first event?" Right. Because we had three events under our belts at that time. He was
0: wearing jeans and a t-shirt, long hair, ponytail, you know, looked like any other guy.
1: So he said, no, not his first event. (laughs) And at that point, it had probably been his 300th, 400th event in the last three or four years. Mm -hmm. I didn't think how many events he's been to. But anyway. um, And the important thing that we got out of that was we had no clue he was Jay Wiseman. Right. He introduced himself as Jay, mm-hmm. and we introduced ourselves as Dan and Dawn, yes. and we just hung out and chatted. Mm-hmm. And his humility was one of the things that we learned as presenters that's very important that we want to carry on throughout our presenting life. I,
0: though, though I do have a little uh, uh, confession to make. Yes. Yesterday, it was really hard to do the whole humility part because I had a copy of our book, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was running into people we
1: know going look what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it away now. <laughs> the second thing that comes to mind was at SmartFest, now we fast forward to SmartFest, and mm-hmm. now we've got a little presenting under our belt. Right. And Jay happens to be in one of our classes. So right. he's attending the class, and, and <laughs> it was kind of funny because we were talking about the resources of the class. And right. And we talked about, I forget which book we mentioned that he had written. I, yeah. But And then I had to point out in my notes to say, look, Jay, it's really written in there. I'm not just blowing smoke up your... your
0: yeah, you had to show him the notes yeah. to show that his name was there, not knowing he was going to be in the class.
1: <laughs> but the second thing that Jay did was uh, after the event, he took or after the after our class, he came up and he mentioned to us that we do something that he could never do, which oh, is co-present. Yeah. I forgot about that because he used to be with Janet Hardy, and they used to try and yeah. present together, and it didn't quite work for him. Mm-hmm. So that was really neat that he took the time to come up and say, "Hey, you guys are doing a good job." You know, keep it up. Because, again, yes. when you're just getting started, hearing that kind of praise from people that are very um, uh, instrumental. Yes. And, you know, um, when you're putting on a big event at that time, is like, all right, who can we get? Oh, can we get Jay Wiseman? Everybody knows who he is mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Right. So the third thing I want to mention about Jay is um, he's come out against Breath play. Yes. He's very much against breath play. Mm-hmm. And um, he's taken a lot of flack for that. Right. There have been people that sprung up have no clue who he is
0: mm-hmm. beyond
1: the fact that he's against breath play. And because they like breath play, they hate him. Right. And they talk about how clueless he is and <laughs> that kind of stuff. And who the heck is Jerry Wiseman oh anyway? Oh, God. And all kinds of stuff. Right. <laughs> right. right. Uh, and the important thing about there is not how I feel about breath play, but it's about standing up and believing in what your truth is and speaking for your truth. Right. Because I have no no doubt that um, a lot of breath players feel very slighted by Jay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's lost bookings to events, you know, where the, the pr- event promoter, you know, happens to be a big fan of or knows that there's a current uh, wave of anti-Jay Wiseman in right. this local community, perhaps. Right. Um but he stood up for what he believes in, mm-hmm. and that's that. So that's very neat as well. It
0: is. It is. So, you know, not to uh, go against your ethics just
1: to get booking sort of thing, yeah. you know? So um, just just talk a little bit more about me and you, and then we've mm-hmm. actually got a lot of comments from other people and what they do. believe. We um, do. We've been doing the presenting thing for, I don't know, 10 years now.
0: Yeah, a little we, over 10.
1: We do a variety of things. Um, Get to travel a lot, yeah. And I think that we make good ambassadors wherever we present at.
0: I think so, and we present on a lot of different topics. Right now, of course, we do a lot of presenting on the master-slave dynamic mm-hmm. that we live, and um, you know, being title holders and stuff like that. It's kind of a given. That's what we're going to sure, uh, teach sure. about. And but we also do sacred sexuality, poly, some spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, quite a bit of things. So, and we do it for different groups. You know, we've done it for big events, little events, you know, little uh, eight people events, um, swing clubs, spiritual groups. I mean, we've really gotten out there and uh, touched on a lot of different things.
1: Now, our perspective is not the perspective of (laughs) professional (laughs) presenters. No. We don't do, uh, in the 10 years we've been doing this, um, Mm -hmm. I can remember once that we actually had somebody... Maybe once or twice, people gave us money for the presenting, it's for the for the teaching itself. The teaching I mean, itself, we've had right? like
0: our gas um, reimbursed
1: sometimes. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, little, little things like that. And we'll but talk uh, about some of the compensation right. that you can expect and not expect as a presenter coming up.
0: But it was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, but we've also paid out of our pocket oh, for
1: absolutely. some events
0: before as well. So, but yeah, a couple of t- so we could almost be called professionals because we have received a check for our teaching.
1: <laughs> we would never <laughs> make it beyond the Olympics. expenses. We no. cannot be in the Olympics, now, <laughs> right? But but we don't do it. The, our goal is not to do this for a living. Our goal no. is not to do it professionally, to make money at it. And we've actually
0: sat down and thought about that, you know, whether we wanted to try to turn it into, because I haven't worked in corporate America for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was an idea. It was an idea to maybe try to see if we wanted to do this professionally. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Lee Harrington and, and a, a few others, whew, more power to you. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, they'd, they'd a lot made it work. Of
1: work. Yes. Uh, one of the things that Lee mentioned um, some time back in one of uh, his classes was, somebody had come to Lee and said, "You know, I'm thinking about going pro as a presenter, but mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't know if I can do it." And Lee said, "You just do it then. Right. Stop not doing it and right. start doing it. Right. So that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it so when it comes to be so, let's say you want to get you want to get out there, you want to become a presenter for whatever reason, you want to be pro, mm-hmm. or you want to just do it to get because it's fun or it's a calling or
0: or to meet different people at different
1: events or just to share what you know some of the advice that people other presenters give is Mm -hmm. uh, the the first one which i really like develop a thick really thick skin yes and um and that's that's true because once you're out there once you're in the public
0: eye once you're expressing your life and your opinions you become a target yep You know, there are people that live in fear. There are people that have to poke at other people. Mm -hmm. There are, um, I hate to say it, and I I say this a lot, but it's human nature, I guess. Group dynamics, blah, blah, blah. Do you remember
1: the first critique that we
0: got? Uh, No, I remember Jay Wiseman saying he
1: liked it, but um, I know we've had some critiques before. The first one that comes to my mind was at Dark Odyssey Summer Camp. Mm -hmm. We had just done sensual spanking. Okay. And somebody came up to me after the class and says, "Well, you don't do it nearly as good as the real guy that does this." So, and apparently, some guy in Washington does a spanking class. Oh, so that's I had um, no clue. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Um, well, you and I actually um, uh, focus on that before we do a workshop. You know, we remind each other that some people may like it and some people may not. Oh, you can bust out your whole pagan thing. Can I? Okay, actually do we actually ritual. do a ritual. Yes, yes. and, we,
1: and the, the point, part of that ritual is to recognize that we are not the words. Right. You know, that to take the critique and the kudos with mm-hmm. equal um, value. Yes. Right? And if somebody says, wow, that was a great presentation, which, by the way, does feel really good. Mm-hmm. Don't, it does. not going to say it's not, but to take that as, why, thank you, thank you. I very much appreciate that. And mm-hmm. when somebody says, oh, boy, you really got that wrong, you need to check your facts. That's totally off. Mm-hmm. Say, so, oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you bringing that up.
0: Yeah. So because what we figured out was um, we have the gift of gab. So, you know, a lot of people know what we know. A lot of people have experienced what we've experienced. We just have a way of presenting it Mm -hmm. that people like. So that doesn't mean we have the answers. It doesn't mean anything except that we enjoy what we do and we know how to or we've learned how to um, present it in a way that people understand and have fun with.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think we do. We certainly have some answers
0: in regards to how we do things, how we do things exactly, you know, maybe some suggestions. So, mm-hmm. but yes, I love the ritual. It's very focusing and it's very um, us. Yes,
1: absolutely. <laughs> As someone else had mentioned uh, speak presents from your own experience. Yes. What touches your soul, and that was one we certainly agree with. Highly and I recommend. Tell ya, if you don't, if that is one of the ways you get away from being boring and when you present is you speak from your soul. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be boring if you're speaking from your heart,
0: yes. so, and someone else was saying to make sure, and I can't find it now to make sure that it's fun but also full of substance. Mm-hmm. and I, I feel like we've got that down really good because you're very engaging you know, with the audience. But we also make sure that there's a lot of substance in there too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can bring them into the the fun part and then the knowledge. And, you know, there's just a way that, that we present it. And I totally agree with that. Don't just stand up there and talk.
1: Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Engage and, and engage have fun with it.
1: And get beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about our experience, but get beyond yourself. Nobody wants to right. hear a monologue about you for 75 minutes.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Uh, one of the pieces of advice that, Somebody recommended that I personally don't agree with, or we don't do. Mm-hmm. May be great, but we don't do it. Is um, prepare, if and follow your lesson plan.
0: Oh, yeah. It really
1: depends on what it is you're presenting, I suppose. But I know you and I are not. We have concepts that we want to make sure the audience mm-hmm. hears about.
0: And we do have some that are uh, a workshop or two that's node intensive because we use quotes that really work with
1: the material. Uh, I would say, uh, matter of fact, our uh, sacred sexuality sensorama. Right. That probably has the, the most complete yes. lesson plan because it is you got to build your foundation, and then you start adding things to it step by step. So that probably is. Okay, so I will say that.
0: So that one. But that's about the only one. And um, I remember going to a workshop that was teaching presenters, and they truly believe that if you have 40 people in your class, that the only way to get to them is through PowerPoint. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the back of the class going, "No! <laughs> no PowerPoint. That's the business. <laughs> yeah. Corporate world, not the fun BDSM leather
1: sexuality world." Yeah, it's um I don't know. I've never I've never sat through a PowerPoint presentation at well, a conference. As a matter I'm sure of fact, that there are good ones.
0: Yeah, well, we went to a conference where I saw we saw them pulling out the old PowerPoint. And didn't stay for the workshop. No, I,
1: but that's but it, that's our taste, right? That's our
0: taste. And another thing that we don't do, that a lot of people do do, and we may look at this again, is handouts. And um, what we found out was that if you hand out handouts at the beginning, all you hear during the workshop is the rustle of paper and people trying to follow along, wondering when you're going to get to the next step. So it's really hard to free flow. But um, we may look at that again, because sometimes we'll hand out handouts at the end of a mm-hmm. workshop. So, but, um, so what other kind of advice? I mean, I would recommend, um, finding some small groups just because that's what we did, you know, find some small local groups that maybe want to hear what you want to talk about. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you've never spoken in front of people before or, um, not sure that you know how to present the information, then start out small, get your feet wet,
1: see if it's what you want to do. Uh, uh, oh, absolutely! You know, mm-hmm. um, and be honest about what it is, what your level of presenting is. You don't want, mm-hmm. you don't need to build yourself up beyond who you are, because then you're. No. You want the event producer to know, because uh, you know, I know some event producers that do. They want new yes. people. They want people that have not done mm-hmm. this before. That are getting their feet wet.
0: Um, and if you present yourself as having all of this background and this experience and then you come in and and you make some newbie mistakes they're gonna know so just present yourself as a newbie you know like dan said that there are events out there that specifically look for that so and i mean that's how we got started mm -hmm. so but there's lots of good advice in here
1: other advice you know we'll just mention really quickly um uh, somebody said, you know, if you're not used to speaking in public, join a Toastmasters group. Mm-hmm. A lot of preparation, a lot of practice goes a long way. Don't picture your audience in their underwear. Um, don't and, don't imagine yourself as being perfect. Right. The, the funny stumble. thing about the whole, um, if you're nervous, picture everybody naked. At a lot of these events, people are naked already. They're so already naked. It just naked. doesn't help you at all. <laughs> um Use humor when possible, keep things moving, learn how to work with your voice some, never talk down to your audience. You'd think that'd be obvious.
0: You would think so. So, and you know something that still happens with us Hmm. um, is that sometimes we still get a little nervous. You know, sometimes, even after all these years, um, especially if we've just done a drive and we're a little tired or we're running a little late or, you know, or something's happened and we haven't had a chance. That's one of the reasons we do our ritual. It -hmm. helps ground us. You know, that's another reason that we do our intro at the beginning of our workshops is just to settle those butterflies a little bit and take that breath and get moving. You know, nervous is actually, eh. I think if you're not nervous...
1: You may not be having fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one uh, one interesting piece of advice, uh, which I think will save. Well, no, I tell you what. If you're gonna if you're gonna try and, if your goal is to make a living at this, uh, have some money in the bank. Yes. Because there's a lot of events out there. Mm-hmm. Lots of events. We go back to uh, I asked Jay. One time, how many events he does, uh, oh, how many events he was going to do this year. And he said, right. oh, about 50. Yeah. So that's one every weekend almost, right?
0: And we talk about how we do 12 to 14 a year. And I think we've got 16 for this year. But it's a title
1: year, you know, that's almost over with. So. But I know very few people that actually make a living mm-hmm. presenting mm-hmm. alone. You right. have to have a variety of income streams yes and a lot if, if your goal is okay starting today i'm going to be a presenter for a living mm-hmm. start off with a big chunk of money in the bank that you yes. can burn through while you're waiting for everybody to knock on your doors because they're not gonna yeah. for every event out there there's probably 20 people that want to present their mm-hmm. you know and
0: there's only so many subjects so you know try to have um a new twist or a new tweak to to something that's that may already be out there. You know, there's only so many ways of teaching flogging 101. And, you know, even if you have good information to share, make sure that you know how to control an audience. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of audiences, if you, if you've been to workshops can get off a track. So know how to, to rein everyone back in and get them back on track. Some bunch of skills involved. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: A uh, bunch of other good advice in here. Um, you know, but overall, you got to start getting your hands dirty, right? You got to get out there and get, start doing stuff. Um, and decide how important it is to you. I mean, I mean, you know, look at you and me. What if we had to give up to be presenters? And you hate, oh, oh that's terrible. I don't want to think of it that way. But um, Weekends. I'm, yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. I have, um, as podcast listeners know, for example, I have an additional uh, relationship with someone named Karen. hmm And there's constantly a negotiation of calendar work mm-hmm. that takes place because Karen doesn't go to us, with doesn't go with us to many, most of these events. Right. So, Nero, we used to play this live action role yes. play thing, right? <laughs> we still Weekends try to squeeze in a
0: game every now and then, but it's a squeeze in.
1: The um, the cost, you know. There's even events, you know, the the most generous events that we go to. Mm-hmm. Um, we
0: still have to at least pay for food. Right. You out still got to eat. Yeah, you got to leave your house, you mm-hmm. know. We have uh, a new grandbaby. Right. We haven't spent a lot of time with her yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <sighs>
1: and you know what? And the, then the last part. That I want to talk about. We have a a wonderful person, like we said, mentioned earlier, who Mm -hmm. got started, and can tell us their experience. And they have some wonderful stuff on there. Awesome. Um, The one that you and I don't talk about too much is there are some groups that will uh, let you in the door for free. Mm -hmm. And that's the the total compensation that they'll give you. There are some groups that won't even do that. Yeah.
0: They want you to come in and present, but won't even cover your event fee. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And there are other groups that will compensate you for travel. Yes. Or a variety of other things. Mm-hmm. There's some groups that will look at you and say, oh, I expect you to give back to the community. Yes. So I expect you to spend your own money on travel and hotel to come present at this event. And, and sometimes you can't tell which groups
0: these are because we've actually been flown out to Wisconsin. By a small group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Austin, the Texas. They, mm-hmm. They're not even conventions. They're just groups that like to fly people in because they're in the middle of nowhere. Right. You know, and they want to fly people in that have something that they want to hear.
1: Right. And, and there's other um, groups and events mm-hmm. um, for a variety of reasons that do things different ways, right? Yes. The point to it is so the funny thing is, uh, none of them are wrong. Right. None of them are doing it the wrong way. If you make your presenters do eight classes and mm-hmm. pay their own way and pay to get in and pay to go to the dungeon and wear your events <laughs> logo. Sandwich board or something. Board, <laughs> and they draw 400 people. Right. They must be doing something right. Yeah. And if you go to another event... Um, and a lot of people have a lot of opinions about this, right? So yes. what you, what you yes, have to figure do. out is not figure out what's right, wrong, good, bad. Decide what you are willing to accept and what is not acceptable for you. How right. much of my personal money am mm-hmm. I willing to give to give up right. so that I could go present for you at so and so events? Right? Right.
0: Yeah. And we've had to make that decision about some events. Yeah. Some events. Uh, it, some events we've had extra money put away and mm-hmm. we've wanted to do the event and help out so much that we've paid our yeah. way. And then other times we've had to look at it and go, mm, rent comes first this month. Yeah.
1: We actually, so, uh, from our tax refund, we got a nice mm-hmm. fat tax refund and we currently have, I will, uh, maybe the our... last one. But yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will let our uh, podcast listeners know. We actually had to put aside $2,400 yes. mm-hmm. for the presenting obligations that we made in the upcoming year
0: yeah for just until december i think is all we figured so that's what seven months yeah and you
1: have to look for yourselves and decide well Mm -hmm. that's perfectly acceptable because i love going to events Mm -hmm. and going driving six hours on Mm -hmm. my dime and staying in a hotel on my dime but getting in free and -hmm. presenting two classes completely worth it i was going to go anyway Right.
0: Many people will do that, right? But look at the price of gas right now. That's why we had to put money aside. Absolutely. We are driving to three different events and had to calculate all that out.
1: And and we've you know, and we made that decision, yes. right? There's one yes. event in uh, West Virginia mm-hmm. where they said, Hey, we'd love to come you have you come out and present, but we're kind of a small group. We really yes. we we um it's all we can do to take care of having the event. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know, we'd love to come out and present for you. We'll make the event better. And we don't we don't need anything. You get us, you know, let us get let in, the us in the door free. Right. We'll pay our own way. And to me, that's perfectly acceptable. A, you know, these are nice people. They're and, wonderful people. They're struggling. I right. mean, you know, we talk about our expenses as presenters. Well, guess what? A lot of these events are struggling as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Especially the economy, the way it is, but they asked us with plenty enough notice that we could make the decision right. and save up the money if we needed to.
1: Right. So um, that's okay to do on occasion. We mm-hmm. now we we don't we just can't do that a lot. We're not right. independently wealthy mm. yet, <laughs> and. Um, It's just the way it is, right? So you really, you start off by thinking, what is acceptable to me? So when I pitch, hey, um... Luby-doo and uh, Lobby da (laughs) Luby-doo seven conference, right? I would like to come out and present for you, Uh you know, um, to say, okay... And here's what I need to present. Yes. You know, I want to be admitted into the event for free. I want my girlfriend to be admitted into the event for free. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go to the, and sometimes they have separate dungeons. Right. right? And if you need, you know, if, if we get invited to an event that's 12 hours away, we're going to ask for help with the travel cost. Absolutely. that costs a lot of money to travel 12 hours. Right. And if the event says, well, we can't do that. Then we'll look at that and say, all right, I need a big picture. Chances are, not, we're going to have to say no. We don't have a mm-hmm. choice there, right? We don't have the money to go burning. So decide what you want to do for yourself, <laughs> right? right? But I will tell you this. In that first year as a presenter, that first, second year, third mm-hmm. year, uh, yeah, yeah, you better be willing to blow your own money. Yes. Because that's how you get networking. That's how you got out. At least that's how we got networking. That's how we got mm-hmm. out there, Right
0: but we had a lot of fun while oh, we, we did it too. Time. So yeah, so even though you look at, you know, how much it's going to cost you, the time it's going to cost you and stuff like that. You know, weigh it in with the pros and cons of, you know, like Dan was saying, you know, is it an event you'd want to go to anyway? Is mm-hmm. it a passionate thing that you want to teach about? Is it something new? Is it something, you know, a different take on something old? Is it, you know, it's it's we do this because it is so much fun. We yep. we give up our weekends at home because we've got family out there in the leather world and the kink world and and we love seeing people and it's just great
1: there's probably right now one event two maybe three events i could think of off the top of my head Mm -hmm. within the continental united states okay that if we were asked to present at uh and they would comp us on our, you know, we'd have to travel on our own dime, mm-hmm. stay on our own dime. Right. To go present at so and so event. Uh huh. Um, there's a few that I would have to really look at that and say, yeah, that's how I'm going to spend my vacation money this yeah, year.
0: Yeah, I so, had three pop right into my wow, head. Wow, just that quick, huh? One, uh, two on one coast, one on another coast. So, and then there's Here. one kind of in the mountains. <laughs> oh, we haven't been to that one yet. Yeah, but. I know. <laughs> so,
1: um,. Anything else you want to say about getting started as a
0: presenter? Nothing that I can think of. I think we covered everything. Thick skin, have fun, decide what your uh, what your goals are with presenting, and if you've got something to say, and, you know, maybe take some skill classes. And it kind of works for me and Dan because we have different ideas of how to do it, and it just happens to blend together really well. Yeah. So, um, and then have fun with it.
1: Yeah, and, and for me, you know, the... Uh... Our, our interviewee has a lot of great advice, yes. but the last thing I want to say about it is have fun. Yes. If you're not having fun, it's time to stop doing it. Yeah, then it's a I just mean, if you're job. doing it for a profession, then that's different. Right. But if it's not how you're making your, your uh, income, mm-hmm. when it stops being fun, stop doing it. And maybe if you are doing it as a job, well, no, my, my job's not fun and I don't stop yeah, doing it.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, if it's not fun while you're out there doing it, then you might as well go flip burgers. but i don't know yeah (laughs) Yeah, that that look on your face is like i don't know about that
1: (laughs) so don one of the more popular sites on fetlife is the i'm a presenter and there's call for presenters and i want to be a presenter and everybody i I think a lot sometimes people hear us and they say oh i could go do that i want to go be a presenter uh but it can be pretty tricky to become a new presenter on the circuit it can it can Fortunately today, we've uh, invited Liz on the podcast, Mm -hmm. and Liz, you're going to talk to us about being a new presenter. That's the plan. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks for being on the podcast, Liz.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Now, we would love to just spend the entire podcast talking about Austin, but that's got nothing to do with Mm -hmm. anyone's erotic awakening. We just love Austin. I'm glad you do. I like it too. Well, we will come back to Austin in a moment since you live there, but first, tell us about... um, you you said you could come on and talk to us about being a new presenter mm-hmm. now is that because is that something you teach or is that just your experience what it's like to be a new exp- new presenter
2: it's really my experience. I'm I'm really living it. I'm still within the first year of going outside of the local area to present, so it's really new. Um, I'm really fully into the first year now and looking ahead. Okay, where is this going to go from here? Because mm-hmm. it, it was a grand experiment on my part. I really was like, okay, this is time now. I've I've done a lot of local stuff. I feel like I have the time and the money to go out further and let's see what happens. Okay, now.
1: You say you've got the time and the money. Now, there's there's different kinds of presenters, right? There's mm-hmm. there's people that... Well, what kind of presenters do you see out there, and how do you see yourself?
2: Um, generally, I honestly see it as sort of the, the celebrity listing sort of thing. You've, you've got a really good handful of A-listers, the ones who really make it their life. They are educators. They are the book writers. They're the ones who really put themselves on the map, and... And they sort of do this full time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have, you know, sort of, I would call the B-listers, which I'm not yet, I don't think. Uh, The ones who really do do this, have done this a while. Um, You know, perhaps it's not all that they do. They might have another profession that they do as well. But it is primarily what you'll see them doing. And at this point, I would say I'm more like the C-lister. You know, I'm out there. I got some things going on. Um, I I can put a good curriculum vitae out there and say, hey, this is me um but it's not something i do full time i have to sort of work it in between stuff so that's how that's how i have seen things so far
0: now do you um see yourself progressing up to a uh, level b or an a
2: i really at this point i don't see level a it it, it is a calling it's a profession i think um i'm not going to turn it down for the rest of my life but right now i really do it's a comfortable place for me to know that this is something I do right now, I'm limiting myself to about one event a month, where I really focus on that. I travel for that, um, maybe B-lister if I if I really push myself for that. But I really respect the A-listers a lot because they've got the decades that it takes at this point to really get there, and I really I respect that a lot.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you mentioned before that you know it's obviously there's a time commitment, but you said money as well.
2: Yes. So
1: <laughs> do you end up having how much of the, uh, how much does it cost you to be a uh, what you're calling yourself a C list presenter?
2: Um, it can you know especially because I don't limit myself by distance. I'd be fine going to you know the Alaska events and the Canada events and things like that. I'm a dink, you know. It's me and my partner living together. We got no kids. We got cats, and that's about it. So I do have the the income that lets me do this. Um, you know, it's the flight. I usually fly alone. Uh, so it would be just a normal flight ticket for me. But then there's the hotel, of course, if you're staying there. Um, it, a lot of communities are great. They'll, they'll have hosts if you want to do a host, if you're good enough to go for a whole weekend sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you could have a car, and, of course, there's food and living expenses. So, you know, a whole weekend could easily, depending on where you're going, be between 400 or $700 uh, just for one person. So just for a single weekend event.
1: Uh, and it's... Yeah. You know it, it, that's absolutely true. Because
0: um, for two of us, it runs about a thousand mm-hmm. at least, you know, right? Yeah. And
1: uh, it's and it's so funny to think about that. To think I'm going to go, I'm going to go present, I'm going to go bust my ass doing some classes, and it's going to cost me a bunch of money. Do you, do you feel like that's kind of the price you pay as a C, you know, trying to climb the ranks as a presenter?
2: Absolutely. Right now, I feel like I'm getting paid and experienced. You know, it is my first year. I'm, I'm, I'm the one trying to make my name. They're, they're doing me a great service by letting me, you know, get my green wings out there and and really play out the field a little bit. So I think once I've sort of earned myself in a certain place, and they'll see, yes, she's got something worth paying for. Yes, she's got something worth our resources for. That mm-hmm. yeah, might change over time, but it's, it's a difficult place. I think. If anything, that is the most contentious part of presenting in the kink world today.
1: Okay, so
0: you you see them as taking a chance on you, and therefore it's worth the money to invest in the process.
2: Definitely, okay. they, they've been. You know, I I I advertise myself. I kind of just see what's out there. Who's who's asking mm-hmm. for presenters. Throw my name in there. Um, very rarely have they asked for, you know, past references. Um, do you know people who know people, sort of thing. They, right, right. Very much a well. I like what you have to say here, and I like what you think. So we'll go ahead and have you.
1: Okay. Fantastic. Now, what are the tricks to being a presenter? It seems like would and is, um, you know, I could probably find if I could here in in Central Ohio. We're pretty kinky. If I need somebody to teach uh, Bondage 101 or BDSM 101 or how to... Um, swing a flogger. Swing a flogger. <laughs> you know, uh, there's probably a, pretty, uh, a good number of presenters in our local community to do that. And certainly a lot of, you know, well-known presenters teach those as well. So mm-hmm. how, what is your niche when it comes to presenting? Do you just focus on one particular area Do you try and have a wide net? How do you do it?
2: I do try to have a balance. um, And I I really think that the local talent is the real lifeblood. You know, it's the person to person, the guy you can call over the weekend and say, hey, I had this great idea and work it out together. I really think that's always going to be the solid core of everything. I really like balance. I, I am. I actually have a degree in philosophy, so I kind of tend to gravitate towards the philosophical and the mental masturbation and playing around with ideas and concepts. But I'm also pragmatist and I like applying those. You know, mental masturbation only gets you so far. You actually have to live this at some point. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually like to do a balance. You know, I, I do. I, I would say my most fulfilling class is my class on labels and using them in a reasonable fashion. Unfortunately, it's my least interesting one because people want to hear about the face slapping. So right. I kind of try to throw it all together and hope it balances out.
1: Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What about um, the use of and, – and nowadays, everybody's on FetLife. Everybody's mm-hmm. on uh, licking people on Facebook and <laughs> tweeting them on Twitter. Or twatting them on Twitter. Twitter. Or whatever the hell It's a
2: twat. That's what matters.
1: (laughs) Do you think it's important for a presenter to be keyed in on all that social media mumbo-jumbo stuff?
2: It depends on the audience they want to reach and what they want to be as a presenter. And I I kind of look to Raven Caldera as an example of this. He's someone I really admire. Mm -hmm. He's not that keyed in. I mean, he's there and he's around and he'll make use of it to his purposes. But he's not plugged in all the time. I, as far as I can tell he's not you know one of those techie junkie types. Um, but it suits him for his style and where he wants to go. Uh, he's established himself really well so uh, for someone like me who's just getting started and really needs to work the network as much as possible I think it really is a huge help and a huge benefit. So it kind of depends on who your audience is, where you want to go to, that sort of thing. Right.
1: Now, Interesting thing to think about is and because Don and I just faced this, where we're going to have our our name in another place, mm-hmm. um, our face on another place. And when you think about the the big dog presenters, right, the ones that the A list, as you referred to them, mm-hmm. you think about your Midori, your Raven Caldera, your Wait, Lee Eric. Harrington, mm-hmm. um, all those all those people kind of have given up on anonymity. Do mm-hmm. you think that's the cost of being a presenter? Is to to say is to throw anonymity to the wind because once you've decided to go ahead and present somewhere if when you go look at that list most of those people i'm going to say 90 percent if not more have a face picture up there Uh uh-huh now they may be using their scene name but a lot of them don't do you think that have you made the decision that your anonymity as is no longer important or do you think you can maintain that
2: I, I really don't think you can in, in the sort of sense as no artist can. You know, once you've put something out there into the community, it's theirs. It's a shared experience. Um, you could work really hard to stay anonymous if you want to, but it would be just as much work to do that as it is to present. And I think you realize when you're doing it that it's the sharing in and of yourself has to be part of that experience. Um, I made the decision on what I was comfortable with, you know, b- many, many years ago before I even considered going out to present, and that really hasn't changed too much. Um, but certainly, it is an issue to consider. Um, something else I've found interesting in presenting is that your time and your energy is a shared resource now. And, and I'm Polly, so I'm very comfortable with understanding that thing. But it was a different genre, basically. You know, you go to a- an event and as an attendee you know you can go anywhere you want whenever you want as a presenter you've got a schedule you have to be someplace and then they're you know if you're cool enough you have fans who want your time and your energy and stuff so you really have to plan for that
1: right right
0: yeah we have found at events that um we've tried to go without being a presenter you know we've mm-hmm. just tried to go to be the casual that's attendee. Fun. <laughs> we don't know how to do that anymore <laughs> presenting becomes addictive <laughs>
2: It does, but I tell you, as someone who, you know, I was the one setting out the cookies and punch at all the school assemblies and stuff. Okay. It, I had to learn that it was really nice to just show up, pay money, and go home. That can yeah. be really fun.
1: Oh, I bet. The uh, So, really um, interesting thing, Liz, to me is, what, what's the point where you say, ah, I am now a B-list presenter?
2: <laughs> I I don't know I would for me I'm guessing it's it's when they start to ask me to present for them mm-hmm. to me that would really say it you know because right now I'm I'm hoofing it myself I'm putting my name out there and they're respecting me enough to say yes we like this idea come and present and mm-hmm. and I'm hopeful that you know given enough time and experience and exposure uh, they'll really start to say hey we want you for us
0: um. okay
2: Great.
1: That's awesome. Something to look forward to. Exactly. Well, Liz, if you don't mind, I'm going to change topics on you for a moment, because uh, I understand that the bash is right around the corner.
2: Not, not, Yeah, we're not quite too hectic yet, but it's coming in July, which will be here too soon, I'm sure. So
1: tell us about that.
2: Uh, well, the Gwyn Bash, Gwyn is G-W-N-N. It stands for group with no name, Love which it. is awesome. <laughs> um, it's, it's sort of the oldest pansexual group in Austin. They've been around for a gajillion years in kink time. <laughs> and, um, and they started having an annual sort of bash as their birthday party. It actually replaced an older event, which was Texas Leather Pride. Um, and from what I hear, that was phenomenal for Texas. It really brought a lot of people from everywhere together um texas is fairly interesting in culture in that it's it's a very big deal for people to drive three hours to dallas you know i I grew up in dc and baltimore we're going up to new york or going down to philly or something that was no big deal and here in texas it's a very big deal so for people to come together is a very big event and something people care a lot about so um Rambling here uh, the uh, the bash is our big annual event. this is actually my fourth year. I've been actively involved in it and um, we it's just a, it's a, it's a kinky event We try to make it leather focused and kink focused so that everyone really feels like they're welcome to just come and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we are calling it Unleash the Heat because it will be Austin in July, July. <laughs> which is always a fun time. But we will have air conditioning at all of our locations, so you only have to worry about it when you're outside. Um, so uh, it's three days. Friday will be our night of leather camaraderie at our local leather bar, which is hosted by our sub- central Texas boys of leather who are awesome. Um, And that'll just be socializing and hanging out, having a good time, getting to know people, you know, the whole welcome, relax, chill out, because you're in Austin, so you have to chill. Um, And then Saturday will be classes, we'll have 18 classes for our 18 years. Um, And we really like to to have a really good balance of the local people plus the out-of-towners, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's sort of a platform for people. So, you know, the the people who are just really starting out, they have a really good idea and they want to present. But we will have out-of-towners. Michael Soul is definitely coming. Voron is coming from uh, the Midwest area. So We'll have a lot of people out, and we just found out recently, finally confirmed, that we will have Slave Caroline as our keynote speaker on Sunday, so we're really happy about that.
1: Very cool. So, well, so it sounds like it'll
0: be a lot of fun.
2: Absolutely.
0: Austin. Austin in July. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: We could go on the ducky tour again. <laughs> if you want. to <laughs> Hit the water. <laughs>
2: and the bats. It will be a good month for the bats. The bats. Oh, I, I love the, the,
1: bats. B- the bats. are cool. Yes. All right, um, very cool. So, Liz, let me ask you one more question, if you don't mind. Nope. If, um Actually, I guess it's good. I don't know if it's one question, or maybe it's deeper than one question. What, if you would, tell me uh, three of your favorite classes to teach and how I could get a hold of you if I wanted you to come teach those for me.
2: That's a really good question. Scott actually asked me that last night, so that's kind of funny. Um, I mentioned before, I think my labels class is my most fulfilling class and the one that I would hope has the most impact. Uh, It really focuses on how we've gotten out of whack. Too many people just say no labels, labels are awful, bad, bad labels. And then you've got too many people who just say, you know, this label is this. We have to do this with this label. And I really sort of want to show people that, you know, language is powerful. Our symbols of labels can be very powerful. And we should use them with respect and responsibility. You know, there's a line of reasonability there. And if we use it well, it can actually be a really powerful communication tool. So that's my most sort of fulfilling and the one I hope really takes off, even if it's not the most exciting. Okay. Um, I really love my face slapping class. Uh, because it is sort of more an edgier topic and what I like to do with this class it's a different perspective I actually want people who aren't sure about face slapping to come because I want them to see whether you like it or not it's just sort of a powerful act of intimacy between people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know and it, exactly <laughs> so you can experience that intimacy in various forms and just sort of, I don't know let go in the experience so I I sort of come at it from a mental perspective and then I try to blow them away with a really hot demo so. Okay, good deal. Um, And the other one at this point is probably my wax play class um, and I come at it from a very sensual place. It's all about the sensuality and the touch with me for wax and just relaxing into the experience. The wax is sort of a medium to connectivity um, and and okay. the most common feedback I get from that is, wow, I've only ever seen wax used for paint or for decoration. So apparently, the whole wax essential thing is new and I'm glad I'm getting that message out there.
1: Very cool. And, and how can we get a hold of you? How can we find you?
2: Um, probably, I, I am addicted to fet Life, so uh, Lucky Albatross is my name there. And I love friends, but I do post quite a lot, so you have to friend me at your own risk. Okay. <laughs> The easiest way, um, also email uh, Emerald, E-A-D, E-M-E-R-A-L-D, E-A-D at Yahoo is my email.
1: Okay.
0: Sweet. That should be easy enough.
1: All yeah. right. Well, Liz, thank you very much for uh, coming on the show and talk to us a little bit about being a new presenter. I think I, I might give it a try. I might try and get <laughs> I this. Try up. this we thing. might yes, try this yes, thing. I think we could try
2: it. It's good, you know. I've been worrying about the next year, and I, I'm actually presenting at the Leather Leadership Conference, which is a huge honor yes. for me. I, when I started, I was like, "That's what I want to do—to do something." And I, I decided after that, I'll kind of plan the next step.
1: Okay. Well, better start working on that next step then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Liz.
2: Thank you, guys. Bye.
0: Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Visit Adventures in Sexuality at adventuresinsexuality.org.
1: Erotic Awakening is grateful for the support of The Kink Shop. The Kink Shop provides quality merchandise at affordable prices and features various PDFs and implements for lifestylers by lifestylers. Visit them online at thekinkshop.com. Want to be a part of Erotic
0: Awakening? Want to share about your favorite kink, an event, podcast, or book? Toss us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com.
1: Let's hear what you have to say. Need dungeon furniture? Dawn gets her <laughs> kink on on our furniture from Two Sadistic Freaks. Visit Two Sadistic Freaks.com for great furniture at great prices. Special discounts apply to those who live in OHIO. <laughs> Which is Ohio. <laughs> I hope our podcast listeners are smart enough to make that connection. To be honest, <laughs> well, let's
0: get right to the whole O H I O. Did you know you can buy the new book Living MS by Dan and Dawn, as well as an Erotic Awakening T-shirt, messenger bag, or coffee mug, simply by visiting the Shop and Support page of the Erotic Awakening website. Any dollar and twenty cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission
1: of Erotic Awakening. Thank you for your support. For all your rope and exotic winning toy needs, we highly recommend Maui Kink. Visit Maui Kink at www.mauikink.com. And when ordering, don't forget to select that you heard about them via Erotic Awakening on the checkout form.
0: And the music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by Pocket Universe for music that has been crafted and designed for scenes that range from sensual to dynamic BDSM. Visit them at www.pocketuniversemusic.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.